Open your eyes. Wake up, Link. I'm Luke Summerhays. I'm James J. Miles. I'm James the Jaster Stewart. I'm the special guest, Mark Malik. And you're listening to Hyrule Field Report. Jay! Yeah? What are we doing this week? Well, this week we're uh, taking a brief departure from uh, Tears of the Kingdom uh, to speak about, um, well, what Tears of the Kingdom is in a way. It's a Zelda sequel. We're going to speak about pretty much all the Zelda sequels that have happened across the rich history of the franchise. Um, Some might be good, some might be bad. We might enjoy some, we might hate some. We'll chat about them. It's going to be fun. We should clarify what we mean when we say Zelda sequel. Direct sequel, like right? Yeah, because yeah, there's been 17 Zelda games. You could say they're all sequels. <laughs> technically, they're all sequels, yeah. Aye. But... It'd be a one-long podcast about finals. Um, but yeah, Nintendo direct weird. sequels. Nintendo um, tends to do things like they want to reinvent themselves for a new school every time they move to a new town, and they move to a new town every year. Mm. And so... Nintendo's weird about sequels, and I get it. It's sort of like Prince, maybe. How Prince didn't want to do Purple Rain stuff anymore after 1985. I do no, like Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel used to do all these sequels. And then he was the other direction. Call me this symbol. Uh-huh. Yeah, he was the symbol, and then he, then he released a bunch of records through a fan club, through the mail. Uh, all kinds of stuff. I do like that Zelda continuously reinvents itself, though. However, um, as we'll chat about this podcast, and there is something to be said in the direct sequel, kind of using the mm. using what they learned from the previous game and so. Yeah, I remember the first you guys like, sometimes very direct. Mark? Yes. Oh, do you guys you like buy? Guys? Okay. Do you guys buy into the whole timeline thing? Do you think that it's even kind of deliberate? Uh. No, I, 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 don't <laughs> yeah. I don't think it was deliberate. I I think I mean the published material now with the timeline included, right? The Hyrule story has mm-hmm. got it in it. I feel after Tears of the Kingdom, they're trying their very best to, uh, and we might speak about this, or maybe we've already spoken about this. Who knows when this podcast will come out? <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, in the grand scheme of things, the Tears of the Kingdom, it does feel like they're kind of making it as hard as possible to fit into a timeline of sorts um <laughs> they're definitely trying to muddy the waters i think that's why they were just done with like the whole why they say they wanted to rip up like the old legend of zelda like gameplay like formula it wasn't just the formula for the gameplay it was the formula for like the timeline in the series they just they don't, they don't want to be doing that mm-hmm. anymore so like they just kind of merge everything together in the latest games I well, do wish they hadn't published the thing in the Hyrule story in some ways. But I kind of wish they went more down like the Final Fantasy route. Like obviously there's going to be continuing um, like enemy archetypes or, or little you know themes and things that the series will cont- will pass on from series to series. But there's not any sort of um, link between them beyond again the few direct sequels that there are. I thought you were going to make like a tenuous link there, a link. Yeah, I thought you were going to say Link. Well, like, that's that's, yeah. that's bad pattern on this cast. <laughs> I I did appreciate somebody, I think it was Aonuma, said in an interview, someone asked him what timeline is Breath of the Wild at the end of, and he said, oh, it's the end of all of them, which sounds like just go touch grass. It's just <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, it's at the end of all of them. But I, I was well, kind that, of... That was how I read Breath of the Wild when I played it, was it kind of felt like... Yeah. It's deliberately set so far in front of all the others that it doesn't really matter. I I do like that, but I also kind of thought that um, Tears of the Kingdom was going to go forward in time and wrap around a Skyward Sword, which <laughs> I don't I don't think it was as much that as that the director of Skyward Sword kind of wanted to do over with this. Yeah, which I but love the sky my, stuff. My read had always been that like it's called the Legend of Zelda, not like the detailed history of Zelda. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not meant to fit together nicely, yeah. right? 
they yeah. remember previous games, but they remember them as legends. They don't. None of it quite makes sense. Yeah. And so they can throw in little nuggets and little references, but I don't need it to, you know, make perfect sense. I don't think it's supposed to. Yeah, What's it's that? always better anyway, right? When you can have like yeah. your own theories on a game, and like you don't have to like have anything confirmed, like whatever's like in your mind is the canon of how the games link together. If you want, to yeah. That so way, I think but you don't have to. The only one I think the perfect is angle kind of... is it's it's fun and it's interesting to spot the references and fit things together. Mm-hmm. As soon as you care too much, you're just a dork. <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm a big, at least 2D Metroid fan, and the canon mm. for that is just just completely just twisted in knots, and it's like you have to have the guy who was loaded to a computer in the prequel for the, you know, Other M was whatever that was. Other um, M is not canon. Get that out of here. <laughs> <laughs> What's Other M? It doesn't I, exist. I, I quit playing... Pretty. I've Other been playing M, after about thirty minutes. Eminem. Yes. Um, I played it to completion, mate. Wow. What well, uh, did it? Did it's, it ever a, fun? it's actually kind of fun to play. It's just this, the story offends me. This is the thing. I played for a little while, and it. I was tolerating the story stuff, but then it was like stand still to fire missiles, and I was like, <laughs> no. I just turned the power off. Never went back. Or stand still and have the find this like small little pixel to clear this puzzle. Like, no, not having it. Yeah, I, That's when I gave up. There, there. Early. Oh. Yeah, I, the thing is, I loved Ninja Gaiden for Xbox. So, I was like, oh, wow, they're going to do that for Metroid. And they did not. Team Ninja did not do that. Like, we're going to rise approval for your bow and arrow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're not here to talk about the overall Zelda timeline. <laughs> nope. Nope. We're here to talk about Wait, when they do say this more direct Zeb's report. <laughs> so the so, weird thing I noticed when I was putting together notes for this podcast, I thought it was pretty rare they did a sequel. Actually, almost every main Zelda has at least one sequel or spin-off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I saw that when when I was looking for the the doc that you put together for this, and like you said, the the ones I would designate as main series Zelda games, um, yeah, like bar bar Skyward Sword, um, and I, I admit, like we already spoke about this in many ways, Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom are part of a trilogy, with including Skyward Sword, so maybe that's why. We didn't mm-hmm. see a direct sequel as such. But yeah, bar that, every one of them had at least some spin-off or sequel. So. It helps that Nintendo was always willing to make full Zeldas for their handhelds. You know, it's yes. like they're... The first one I actually played was Minish Cap, and that was a full game. Mm-hmm. That was the first Zelda you played? game for like the yeah. longest time. I it's, was uh, wow. well, back when Capcom had a big hand in the Zelda's, the handheld Zelda's, yeah. right? Like it was yeah. they did that That's plus. Not, those aren't on the list, actually. I don't see like the Oracle games. Of Capcom, the Oracle games, yeah. Yeah. I just assumed little Mark was playing, you know, OG Zelda on his on his little NES. Uh, I had very little money. I bought Metroid with my own money and could not finish it and cried, and. <laughs> um, <laughs> I spent a lot of time playing River City Ransom. Oh, what a game. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got really good at that and a few other things, but I didn't really <clears throat> I didn't really get into it at the time I should have been getting into it and I had a GBA and I was just like, well, I just try one of these and I ended up really loving it and then a friend of mine was like, "Oh, you like that? Then uh here borrow Link to the Past for I think for DS or Game Boy Advance, whatever port that, that was. That was also GBA, yeah. Probably GBA. They did a lot of SNES ports for that. Yeah. Yeah. So then I loved that even more and just kind of, well, I didn't play a lot of the 3D ones, to be honest. I played almost all the 2D ones. Mm-hmm. I did not have a Wii until uh, 2022. I bought the I missed Wii the, on the day it came out. The golden yeah. era of playing old Zeldas for the virtual console. Yeah. Uh, which is well, where I 
I did play the first um, the first Zelda sequel. It was on the virtual console. Um, yeah, I so played Zelda that this two, the yes. adventure of Link yes. this year. <laughs> I, um, my experience with this is I had a roommate back when Dreamcast, what uh, emulation on Dreamcast was a thing. I got Ooh. I think Nesticle for it, and uh, my roommate at the time was like, "Cool, I want to play Zelda 2. And what he did was go to some part where there was a bird flying at him and taped down a button so that Link would just kill birds <laughs> over and over, and he just left the Dreamcast on and went to work. And apparently you can just level up that way. So that was my first introduction to that game. It is, I think, bar none, the weirdest Zelda game. Like, it's just... It does not feel Zelda to me. Like, oh, obviously... You do, do you disagree? Yeah, so I went back couple years back and i played through the original legend of zelda mm-hmm. basically in one sitting absolutely loved it yeah. but it was like wow this is so open and freeform and quite different and then zelda 2 it's like here's the villages here's the dungeons here's the puzzles the the actual mechanic is weird the way you it's like go into side scrolling when you enter a place mm-hmm. that's very weird yeah because like, i guess your explorations in an overworld map right yeah, and I guess the RPG element is weird, but it did. It also felt like it introduced a lot more of the structure of Zelda. I don't know. You still did. had your dungeons in the first one. You had your no, but you could do them in literally any order, basically. Yeah. What if Whereas Zelda Two was much more of a like you have to unlock this to get to this place to unlock this to get to the next yeah. place. I actually played it this year. So, um, actually, since Luke told me we were doing this episode, I played some of it. Um, it felt to me like they were trying to take Dragon Quest and put Castlevania on top of it. That's a that's a great comparison. That's a great analogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's just Which like, came out first, Zelda like, Two or lot. Castlevania Two? Uh, Zelda Two came out for f- first, I think. Okay, oh, there's wait, definitely wait, wait, wait. a lot of shed blood there. Well, I was going to say, like, that's when kind of kind of two D kind of platform action games were kind of booming at that time, right? Mm. That's what mm-hmm. any the kind of developer that was making a game that's that was the type of game they were trying to make. I think Zelda Two is the easiest first. thing to do. You're right. It came out. Um, whoa, well, I'm having the wrong page. Kissed. Yeah, they're both eighty-seven. But yeah, they're both. They came. Uh, Zelda came out about eight months earlier so maybe capcom or sorry konami just took it real quick hmm. I like that. it's just like <laughs> a lot of like if you look at like you can see it you can do that with like a lot of different games and they're like they're kind of similar that come out like almost like nine months ten months apart and it's just like, mm-hmm. like wow they all had the kind of same idea around at the same time well, like, although well, back, back in the eighties, I think it was easier yeah, yeah. to pump a game out in like six months. So yeah, yeah. yeah. There, <laughs> there's there's only one thing that I really believe that Tears of the Kingdom took from Elden Ring is that sometimes you see a bush blowing in the wind that's like shaped like an enemy, and I think they might have put that in there. But you know, a year isn't enough to take anything now. Back then, that's it would have been thing for the the swear jar, right? Isn't it? From soft and swear jar. <laughs> well, <laughs> Zelda two, like it doesn't feel much like a Zelda. It does feel like the prototype for Dark Souls. Yeah, I was, I was yeah. going to say that. As well. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, while the original the, Zelda, it's the first game get... that's like Dark Souls that before Dark Souls. <laughs> enough. Well, there's Kingsfield. I mean, probably Kingsfield was inspired yeah, by that. Kingsfield's a lot later than Zelda two. <laughs> I'm just saying that was. But that was yeah. from Soft, wasn't it? I mean, yeah, yeah, it was. yeah, yeah, yeah. That that is literally like the the precursor to Demon's Souls and Dark Souls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They did that before they made nine million armor court games. Yeah, I had friends who played Kingsfield when I was in uh, college, and I just kind of made fun of them because I thought it looked terrible. I never tried to play it. <laughs> Who's laughing now? <laughs> uh, they should be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Zelda Two is. It's one of the few Zeldas I've never actually finished. I just yeah, yeah, I've never finished it either. Zelda one played the whole game, no walkthrough. Absolutely adored it. Zelda two, a mm. couple of dungeons. Okay, I'm done. 
yeah like yeah. those the dungeons are just they're they're absolute mazes um like i, I, I saw a, like a forum for it, maybe on reddit or twitter or something like that um and they were talking about like the hardest zelda dungeons and obviously you had your water temple turn up and um the the one at the great bay temple in majora's came up um and then one of the highest one of the ones that was come up quite often was actually the Great Temple from Zelda Two. Like they just said, it's hard for all the wrong reasons as well. It's just I'm, yeah. like an absolute mess filled with like sponge, like real damage sponge enemies, and yeah. But yeah, for me, it was never like the they're too complicated a maze or too difficult a puzzle. It was always just I hate fighting these enemies. Mm. Right, even if I'm like save scumming in front of every enemy and then just like hoping I can kill it without it getting enough hit many hits in. It's just a, a chore. I mean, it, it felt like maybe this game, because jumping was so important in this game <laughs> that they didn't even want to put jumping as something that was important in Zelda games for five to ten years after this. Like, I think well, Link to the Past had some. <laughs> yeah. Because I did Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask even really have jumping in them? You could run off like ledges. Didn't. You would like yeah. run off ledges to like vault a gap, but it was never. Yeah, yeah he'll like auto yeah. jump. I think. Yeah. Uh, genuinely, I think Breath of the Wild is the first one that had a dedicated jump. Oh, unless you like count like the back hop, like when you target an enemy, you, like, you do the backflip. That's a joke. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> in some of the 2D ones, when you go in, you go into side scrolling when you go down into like a little dungeon, a little cave, yeah. and they'll have a jump. Like Link's Awakening has a little jump. Didn't um yeah. didn't you get those bits in Zelda One though? Possibly, yeah. I'm pretty but sure those like... are Sorry, sort of, but they were really basic, and I think you just climbed up and down ladders. Yeah, but like I don't think those are homages to Zelda Two. I would say they're more just pulling from Zelda. No, 1. I'm not necessarily saying they're homages to Zelda Two. We're just talking about whether oh. they had a jump. Yeah, the jumping jumping is an essential part of combat in Zelda Two, which makes it incredibly difficult. Because it's not a great jump. Yeah, because like the downward strike's like one of the strongest moves, right? Yeah. If I remember, it's, it's a sequel that I think Nintendo have not forgotten about. Just don't really want to draw attention to. It feels like these days. I mean, they'll use the uh, music and stuff in Smash. The Great Temple theme, yeah, that's that's a Smash theme for me now. <laughs> it's like Captain Falcon's <laughs> a Smash Bros. character. You know, F Zero yeah. doesn't exist. R.I.P. Yeah, and I think well, um, you know they probably felt that way even at the time as well, considering the next home console Zelda was um, a return to the style of Zelda One, Robin. Yep, released originally as Legend of Zelda Three, but we're not gonna <laughs> discuss Link to the Past as being a, a sequel in the way that we're doing sequels on this list. But it did have. One, maybe even two sequels of its own. The first being Link's Awakening, one of those Game Boy games we were talking about earlier. Yeah, this this surprised me because I knew that I knew that Zelda Two had the same Link as Zelda One. I didn't realize that Link's Awakening's Link was the same Link that appeared in Link to the Past. I mean, it is, in as much as that makes any difference at all. Yeah, it's hard to. That's true. Yeah. It's hard to say why, because of spoilers. But yeah, it, it it could be anybody, really. Yeah, I think the only link, Tears of the Kingdom, obviously, that that matters, mm-hmm. and maybe Majora. I don't know much about Phantom Hourglass to be honest. We'll get to that later. But um, like those two feel like it, it needs to be the same link. This could have been a different link. You're absolutely spot on. Hmm. I did not play this until the remake from a few years ago. Um, I but think I, this was the first Zelda I played, but I, I was very young and didn't like get very far. And then, yeah, I also played through it to completion on the remake. I absolutely loved it. I yeah, mean, it's great. It's it's just a fantastic. Um, I mean, it, it's a perfect handheld Zelda, right? Like this. It is Zelda, it's recognisably Zelda, but it's downsized to work on the Game Boy. It's like absolutely the best 2D Zelda. Ooh, I don't know if it go that it's, far. It's to me it's the the best length 
Like it's not, it never feels, uh, Link to the Past sometimes, Link to the Past and Link Between Worlds were like bordering on a little bit long. And to me, Link's Awakening was just the perfect length. But mm. I don't know. That's, that's a personal preference, I guess. That's what she said. <laughs> I think I played I mean, this on the 3DS Virtual Console. Um, so I actually played it on a on a handheld machine as well. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I suppose you guys might have done the same if you played the Switch version and just played it in handheld mode. But um, yeah, I think mine was 3DS as well. That was really yeah. getting to this one. It was like the Game Boy Color version. That's right, yeah, the one with the Color Dungeon and yeah. uh, the DX version, that's it. Um, but yeah, Grand Zelda game. Not much more to say than that. Yeah, it's and from what I understand, the remake is just a one-to-one, like they didn't move anything around. Yeah, it's uh, super close, just looks pretty. Yeah, I think the only That's... new thing they added was the sort of like dungeon maker that they put in. I didn't mess with that, but... Um, yeah, I think that's a, that's something I would like with a lot of old Nintendo games. I hope they do some more remakes that are just unchanged, except... So we've got Mario nice RPG topics. coming out. Yeah, yeah I'm exactly the same. In for that. <laughs> just... <laughs> yeah, they have the composer coming back. Yoko Shimomura, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm very into that because I've never actually played that game. Oh, yeah, I might man. give that a go so actually I'm not one that's usually into like RPGs, usually, but <laughs> Jas is definitely an RPG. That was the I mean I'm Jas. The only RPGs I play usually are Pokemon, but that was the first RPG I ever played. It was the absolute well, that, best. From entry. what I know about Super Mario RPG, like it's similar to like, like mechanics are similar to Paper Mario, right? Yeah, they like, are. Yeah. it's got the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's the yeah. birth of the yeah. Paper Mario, Mario. I like, like turn based battles, like when you're actually involved in the combat. You know. Then we have yeah. many moons later, a different kind of sequel, Link Between Worlds, the real best handheld Zelda. <laughs> The real yeah. <laughs> this is the thing, dude. I don't, like, don't want to say Link's Awakening is like it's all yeah. it's all so close. Like there's three that's like really close for me. It's Link's Awakening, Link Between Worlds, and Minish Cap. Yeah, I I played this a few years ago, and I was kind of like, I don't know if I like it as much as Link to the Past. And I went back immediately, replayed Link to the Past, and was like, Oh no, I think Link Between Worlds might be better. I uh, I adored this game. It just yeah. it's. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is to me what a Zelda sequel in this style should be. And it's kind of, in a lot of ways, kind of Tears of the Kingdom-esque in some respects. It's got the same world, like one to almost one-to-one, mm-hmm. as, uh, as uh, Link, Link, uh, Link to the Past. But perhaps even more so because... God, there was what twenty years between <laughs> Link to the Past and Link Link Between Worlds. It feels unfamiliar, um, mm. and just some of the ideas they they put in that, like the like the rental item system. I loved it. I I thought that was a really cool way to allow you to have a bit of flexibility in how you traverse the world. Um, I kind of like it. I do understand the criticism people have. That set means Link Between Worlds has absolutely no progression. All eight dungeons are of equal difficulty. So, mm, huh. well, the only the people one... made that same criticism at Breath of the Wild, though, right? And isn't this the game yeah, that has that Gramps character in it? And it's like everybody kind of basically says, "Yeah, people think that's Gramps is Link. Link from Link <laughs> to the Past." I the only real complaints I have is that I think I. I feel like I kept merging into walls thinking I would do something and it kept not, there are a lot of walls (laughs) that just don't do anything if you flatten yourself into them. But, Mm -hmm. but for real though, the circle pad lets you aim 360 degrees. So I Mm. would constantly just miss with the uh, hook shot because I'd be one degree off and then would get hit while it was open, which was actually the Link's Awakening remake fixed it. So it snaps to eight directions. So, Mm. Just based oh, on that, you can, um, there's something you can get for that. Really? Yeah, good. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. I'll make sure to find the good next time I play it. 
Uh, see, Mark hasn't done these podcasts with me much. He doesn't know those. <laughs> Jay and Jazz saw that coming a mile I knew off. it was coming. I knew it was coming. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the uh, what really impressed me about Link Between Worlds as well is it made. I thought it was one of the games that best used the 3D functionality on the 3DS, which a lot of games just did not bother. Just slapped a 3D filter on their game and called it a day. Like. There's one dungeon in particular that I still remember. It's the oh, I don't know, I can't remember its name ironically, but it's the, <laughs> you still the, remember it though. You know, no, I, I do it's remember it. From like it's the tower. To lower yes, yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. tower. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's um, I, I think that was in Link to the Past as well. That dungeon, but it just feels special to me on in Link Between Worlds. Um, yeah, I the so I played Link Between Worlds briefly at like Eurogamer or Comic Con, something like that. Um, on the 3DS XL, which it like launched shortly after or alongside. And seeing this game running on that big screen in 3D was what convinced me I was gonna buy an XL. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, I think I got I got the like the gold Link Between Worlds one. That's Zelda for you. Perennial uh, system seller. I actually should have bought the XL. The thing is, I bought the smaller one because I have a a penchant for wearing tight pants. I just didn't want a huge thing. (laughs) Um, But now, here I am in my 40s, and I'm not able to see as well. So I wish I bought the XL. Maybe I'll still get one. Uh, See, I I always wear tight pants, but I'm used to having a big thing in them. Yeah, but do you have have room for a second big thing in them, though? That's the question. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> always for you mate alright <clears throat> then we move into the 3D era Ooh. we have Ocarina of Time I've heard of that talk game about that. <laughs> but that game had a sequel and this is the one which people were comparing um, what we used to call Breath of the Wild 2 to which is Majora's Mask, same link, same engine, but so I think new world. The shortest time frame jump as well, right? Like six months. Yeah, not much difference. Yeah, 18 months development and then very short story Oh, I don't story mean in terms of the well. game release, yeah, 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 in terms yeah, of yeah. time within the game. Well, even, um, even that might be longer. To me, it feels like it could be happening like a week later. Maybe... I think it's like six months apparently or whatever. Okay, because he's he's still he's still a little boy. Yeah. Well, it's after the ending of the game, right? Like that's it's it. the second timeline. The what the fault? No, yeah, the yeah. child timeline. Child child timeline, of course. Yeah, but, just like but, they well, intended. Well, my point is, children grow very quick, <laughs> yeah. so it can't be very long. Yeah, that's true. The. Um, um, I I thought I could you know I think it was the the done thing to compare this to what was, as you said, known as Breath of the Wild 2, but now that we've got Tears of the Kingdom in hand, beyond using the same engine as Breath of the Wild and obviously Majora's using the same engine as Ocarina, I, I don't think there's, there's similar sequels really at all. Like, no. I would no. say Link Between Worlds is a closer comparison to me um, well, than Majora. Well, if anything, this reminds me of Resident Evil 3. Hmm. Ooh, that's an interesting comparison. You know, it's a it's a shorter, more intense, different kind of goal set. I think Resident Evil 3 had a same type of development where some guys were just messing around and then someone from up high said, oh, make a game out of it. We'll put it out. I believe Ocarina of Time was just somebody just said, yeah, you got nine months. You can make a game but out also, of that in nine months. As I recall, Resident Evil 3 wasn't going to be the numbered sequel. Code mm-hmm. Veronica yeah. was. And so it ca- was. Sony's like, no, you put the sequel on our machine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then to this day, almost nobody's played Code Veronica, which was, in my opinion, yeah, that's the game. one that actually needed a remake, not Resi Four. Anyway, yeah, for real, um, they'll get around to it unless <laughs> unless Sega like a survey thing, didn't they? Like they can ask, basically asking people what next like Resident Evil game you want remade. Yeah, it's the one everyone's played, the one that's been on 35 systems, probably. That was already perfect. Oh, I mean, from what I've heard, <laughs> sorry, right. the remake actually is like is worth playing alongside the original. Yeah. I, 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 still. Absolutely. I think I they're really on, on, 
they're on a good streak with these. I heard they were, I heard it was really good, but the thing is, the thing that makes me feel bad is that Resident Evil 4 is still on my backlog and it's been remade. Uh, this is how bad, this is the shame. Bro, it's like saying <laughs> one of the games of all time. <laughs> I, know. I know. I'm in, I'm in the same boat, Mark. Okay. Cool. Feel a little better. Been off that Final Fantasy. I've Resident Evil 4 like Resident <laughs> and I've played 5 and 6. Yep, I was uh, cool. six. <laughs> I play six. The, well, it's just because I was two different times I was over at somebody's house and they said, Hey, this has co op, let's play this together. And I was like, mm. Okay. And both of those can be banged out in like three days. I five co op is good. I'll give it that. Like, it's a good co op. I enjoyed both five and six in co op. Yeah, they were they were well they're polished, you know, they worked. That's one not of those scary. things. Whenever you say a game is good in co-op, it's like that's not really a criticism of the game. You just like your friends. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um But the biggest difference between like Majora's Mask and um Tears of the Kingdom, Majora's Mask we're talking about it was like, yeah, you can make this game if you can bash it out quick. You got to bash it out quick. It's a little side project. Whereas Tears of the Kingdom, they dragged it out for like, was its development longer than Breath of the Wild in the end? I think it was the same. I don't Almost, think yeah, so. Yeah, roughly the same. Because yeah, Breath of the Wild, twenty eleven to twenty seventeen, and then yeah. this twenty seventeen to twenty twenty. Yeah, so I guess one year. Yeah, six years. Both six years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think it shows as well. Like Majora's is this strange experimental weird but in a good way not like the zelda 2 way in my opinion but in a good <laughs> way um eccentric that's probably a better way to put it <laughs> it's it, it, it feels special to play it's not like really ironically even as a direct sequel i don't think it's like anything else in the series mm. this is one i need to go back to like as the majora's mask like, same uh I never like I never finished it and but I never got on with it. I didn't like it. I hate the whole kinda repeat cycle mechanic. Like but that's just off the back of me in general like hating like I don't play replay games that often because I hate going through the the same scenario that I know I've already played and beaten before. So like having a mechanic like that that and Majora's Mask like just it, it just wound me up something wrong. I uh, again, I played this this year when after Luke told me we were doing this episode, and I played some of it, and then uh, on the Nintendo sixty four emulator, and then I said, "This is not as good. I'm going to play it on the 3ds." So I started over on the 3ds, and I did not get very far. This is a hard game to me personally. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a bang it out in a week kind of a game. The irony is, I invited Mark on this episode because I just figured he had experience of playing all these old games. Because he did like an NES special of the Game Game Show and stuff. And it turns out I, he hadn't played them when I just sent him a bunch of homework. <laughs> he means done when, I was, when I was a kid, I was broke. And then when emulation came out, I played everything that I possibly could. But the thing is, Neo Geo emulation came out pretty much the same time as NES emulation. So... Mm. You know, ask me about some Neo Geo games. <laughs> That's uh, I've played Phantom Hourglass though. <laughs> okay. When it came out, however, so, yeah. I have not the played Wind the Wind Waker. <laughs> I think I played Phantom Hourglass before I had played the Wind Waker. To be fair, because I didn't yeah. finish Wind Waker until the Wii U version. So strangely, even though this has, um, it's got kind of two sequels right and in, in some respects uh, i think uh, when um spirit tracks is the same world but a hundred years later after the water all dried up ah uh, okay no they find a new continent at the end of phantom hourglass and spirit tracks is set on that set on that so when wind waker is um up until breath of the wild and then tears of the kingdom came out it was my favorite zelda i've, I've never played any of the quote-unquote sequels um just ended up passing me by I missed them um i loved it i haven't played it since it came out um but i really loved it loved all of it i love that you have just a scumbag sailor friend the whole time 
Ah, <laughs> oh, he's great. Linebacker. I am, I am yeah, aware of linebacker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's great. Got an island named yeah. after him in, in Breath of the Wild. In Tears there, of is the there is indeed. There is indeed. There's also an island named after Tingle, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> all, the, all those Tingle variants as well. Yeah. Oh, when I found the uh, Tingle chasm, I immediately video capped it and sent it to all my friends. <laughs> This game obviously has big, like, early-ish DS game energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's it's it was one of the few examples that's like, look, you can use all the touch controls and stuff and still make, like, a, a solid, full game. Mm-hmm. I was also, amazed technically, touch control for, like, swiping your sword. Rare example of a second-person game. Second-person? What? Oh, because you're, you're playing the as the fairy, fairy and leading. Yeah. yeah oh, right. okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I haven't thought of that. Yeah, I I didn't think I would like the stylus controls. Like, I think I bought it thinking I wouldn't have to use stylus controls, but mm. I ended up liking them. Mm-hmm. One of the other reasons this episode exists is because friend of the show, Matt, who we ended up not having on, um, mm-hmm. He's only played the two DS Celtics. That's a strange two to have played. <laughs> yeah, well, he he's not like majorly a gamer, but he had a few years of like a big long commute in Tokyo, and just played like every single RPG on the DS. Fair. He had an Xbox for a while, and I think he just gave me all his Xbox games when he left. Yeah, I, I can barely imagine yeah. Matt on an Xbox. He's actually not bad at Halo, or he wasn't. Oh, he has mentioned um, Halo, yeah. He played some Halo. Yeah, we would hang out and just kill, shoot each other, and whenever he killed me, he'd be like, Mah-ha-ha! <laughs> you know, he'd just make some weird noise. <laughs> I know really he, he often talks about his, his days of playing the Dreamcast, and before mm-hmm. that, his days on the Atari 2600 or whatever. But <laughs> He may be thinking of my Dreamcast, but, you know. Yeah, yeah I don't think it was his Dreamcast. We'd play a San Francisco Rush 2049 a lot. Nice. Mm. Yeah. Uh, need to RIP my Dreamcast. I need to fix it. Too expensive to buy a new one. So and one just the- a brief mention, Wind Waker also had a Japan-only spin-off slash sequel. Yeah, Tetris Trappers. I recognize the name. But- so you know mm. Four Swords Adventures? Mm-hmm. I am aware of it, which is in the a Japanese to four swords, isn't it? <laughs> in the Japanese version, there's a second game on the disc called Tetris Trackers, which is like a more competitive game where you're like running around collecting treasure. Um, but Tetra oh. is on the TV screen actually speaking to you out loud. Um, I'm and looking I guess at this. A because I... they couldn't be bothered to record a bunch of voice acting in English. <laughs> But also because Japanese names, um, well, like Japanese language is made of very simple, um, phonetic, like characters. Every player just gives themselves a two-character name, and she says your name out loud while you're playing. Hmm. Um, so uh, I think I'm... it would have been pretty difficult to bring into English. So when everyone was moaning about. Breath of the Wild getting voice acting and being the first sale of a voice acting. They should have really been looking at Tetris Trackers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tetris Trackers had been I official. Think you know as well, people in Europe were just like, like, like. I think I want make this. Up, make I think up I want name, this to, like, to be like a swear word. Like, oh, absolutely. Tetra, like, <laughs> shouts out, Boz, what are you doing? Boz. Yeah. I think oh, one of us did cool Rick. ourselves like Chin Chin, which is Japanese for penis. <laughs> she would just shout it every time it was your turn. <laughs> I mean, text to speech is well. You know, you've you guys have seen Moonbase Alpha videos, right? Oh yeah. I now I'm now suddenly very worried that I made a lot of that up, and someone's going to call me out. <laughs> what the it definitely, had, it definitely had voice acting, and we definitely only had two characters for our name. I don't <laughs> know if she actually said the names out loud. Like you're going to get cancelled <laughs> for, for not remembering. You just right. gaslit us all for five minutes. <laughs> no, I, I've gaslit myself because I genuinely believe that's true, but it suddenly occurs to me I don't have a very clear memory of it. <laughs> 
So I might have made it up. <laughs> or I might have just assumed that was the case and not, like, checked. <laughs> I'm I'm reading a forum post that pretty much confirms what you said, so I think you're okay. Okay, good. <laughs> it was anyway, actually because... Navi crackers, apparently, not Tetris trackers. I... I want to play this. This looks fun. Oh, yeah. Maybe it was called Tetris Trackers when they briefly were talking about bringing it out in the West, and then it never did. Yeah. Tetra narrates the action, but it doesn't say specify if it's voice acting or not. I presume probably it is, because you're (laughs) looking at your game boys. Yeah, there definitely is voice acting. I didn't make that up entirely. A single-player mode is available, which allows players to either collect a loan or compete against Tingle. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what a sad uh, life <laughs> um, as a side note um, another game in the Zelda canon that has a direct sequel uh, Tingle's freshly picked Rosie Rubyland has a Japan only sequel <laughs> I actually don't know if that's direct it might be a different Tingle uh <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going by Wikipedia here, mate. So, yeah, what's the I, tingle I, tingle timelines? It's just like a random middle-aged man decides he wants to be a fairy, and then he gets to be the new tingle or something <laughs> insane like that. I think. There's always a link. There's always a Zelda. There's always a Ganon, and it's somewhere the there's always a tingle. tingle lurking in the shadows. Yeah, the rule. The rule of four. Um. I like the idea that that's something that Tingle himself would say. <laughs> <laughs> but no one else agrees with and it's not actually law. <laughs> okay. Um. So then we're into Twilight Princess. Which you might be thinking, oh, Twilight Princess, that doesn't have a sequel. But you're wrong. <laughs> Because I it has played. Link's crossbow training. <laughs> I never played this. I'm sure I would enjoy it. I, I do like shooting range type stuff, but... Yeah, that's basically what it is. It's a zapper game. Um, Some levels are pure light gun, but then some of them you do actually control Link with the stick as well, and it's basically a third-person shooter. Hmm. It is... I, I said earlier on, <laughs> you know, I've said this times a couple of times tonight. Both Zelda Two and Majora's Mask described them as very strange Zelda games. No, this is the real strangest Zelda game. <laughs> this is like one of the only examples of Nintendo treating Zelda how they usually treat Mario. Yeah, Where that's just what you yeah, slap his like name on a box of, and put him in a weird game. Any type of game, yeah, a sports game. In the sports game, Zelda, Zelda football. He's in Mario Kart now. Yep, Zelda's in Mario Kart. And I was going to say as well, this crossbow training's kind of a sequel as well because like there's the Zelda minigame in Nintendo Land for Wii U. Okay, would... yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that that's that's <laughs> not like a Zelda game, right? That's got every Nintendo. That's that's in like the Smash sort of yeah category. I wouldn't be surprised. Kind of, if I remember that like, just being like a shooting gallery type thing as well, and like you'd uh, for one player it is, and then for the others they swing the remote and use the sword. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they did a Tears of the Kingdom. Just take that engine and have racing with things you built. Like they could easily graft something onto that since they yeah. already have all the physics. I mean, I wonder if they're going to work on any DLC or not. I considering they squeezed a yeah. heck of a lot into the game already. Yeah, and if you guys played the DLC for Breath of the Wild, it's basically the equivalent stuff is in this game. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, this game has so much side content already. Mm-hmm. Including all those fun times when they put you in a shrine and they're just like, you're nude, kill everything. Yeah, and the easy yep. take shrines, basically. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm reading about Wings Crossbow Training because I've never actually played it. And apparently... Like earlier on in development, Miyamoto really wanted Link to be in the future and have a gun. <laughs> like, I could do that. He was talking about it, it described a Terminator style plot about a time warp to the future. 
right. I mean, that seems wild at Twilight Princess times, but we've now had Skyward Sword and Breath of the Wild where he does fight a lot of robots. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Give him a gun. Why not? I mean, they gave him a motorbike in Breath of the Wild. He's caught a. He just rips off a guardian turret. I and yeah, he has more or less got guns in Tears of the Kingdom. If you put cannon and stuff on his, no, I absolutely every time I will put a cannon on the ground, hit it with a sword, try to grab it with ultra hand really quick, and then just walk around pointing a cannon at anything. He needs a shotgun. He needs a shotgun though that can just be reloaded, like in Terminator Two. Oh, like swinging it in one hand. Hell yeah. 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 That reminds me that Arnold documentary is up on Netflix. I should watch that. I heard it's good. Of course it's good. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> oh. Could be unauthorized or something. I don't know. I don't know mm. anything about it. <laughs> no one else has any big links crossbow training thoughts. <laughs> no. Uh, can you see uh can you see how that may have influenced Tears of the Kingdom as a sequel? <laughs> If they'd brought out a peripheral along, <laughs> alongside the same time as Tears of the Kingdom and shoehorned that in, maybe. Well, in a way, Link's crossbow training and the Wii Zapper does, uh, does preempt the amoeba that launched. <laughs> <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Skyward did, did Sword, else? possibly my favourite Zelda, got a tattoo of it. Gets nothing. No sequels, no spin-offs. <laughs> I thought you were about to say that was the sequel. <laughs> Your tattoo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's canon. <laughs> the sequel is the uh, the remake. It got got a remake. That's yeah. I don't I don't know what to think. I haven't played Skyward Sword at all. I've mm. always heard these mixed things about it. Every time I hear something that makes me think I'd like it, I hear something that makes me think I wouldn't like it. I don't know how to feel about it. I played the uh, the remake when it came out. Um, was it last year? Yeah, last yeah, last year or the year before. Uh, yeah. Last year, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, great time. I uh, I played it with, um, which is probably sacrilegious for for some, but I played it without the motion controls and just used the the right stick in in lieu of the um, you kind of full motion sword, which so worked fine. I haven't played that remake yet. I've been thinking I will eventually, like as I worked my way through replaying all the Zeldas. Uh, but I played it when it released on Wii. Adored it. Uh, so one thing, I always thought the game looked great in standard definition, and I wondered if it would even work in HD. Because it's meant to be kind of painterly and blurry. Mm. Uh, but also, so I absolutely loved this game when it came out, and then it does have quite a mixed um, reputation. And recently I've been listening to The Back Page, a podcast by folks who used to write the old Nintendo magazines. Um, oh. And Matthew Castle famously gave this game a 10 out of 10 review in Edge. And he's explaining that from his point of view, he just spent like five, six years working on a magazine reviewing Wii games every week, right? And this was mm-hmm. the game that finally came along and actually delivered on the promise of motion controls. And uh, in that context, yeah. it is like a 10 out of 10 masterpiece. I think Not the motion plus... Is 90% red steel. <laughs> yeah, um, the motion that, plus that, that man just, just loves a full motion sword. <laughs> Tell you what, though, I mean, Red Steel Two is motion controls for sword play is superb, and like huh. out of motion motion control sword play it is either Skyward Sword or Red Steel Two. The uh, I I feel like Easy. the motion control uh the motion plus for Wii was sort of like that was the thing that it was supposed to be in the first place, kind yeah. of like the new 3ds. Vision right. tracking. Um, I at the time I think I was just not really playing video games that much, but um, I I almost bought a Wii and, and I just never really uh, was compelled to for some reason. Uh, anyway, that's I do think the best motion controls I've ever used are in VR, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, VR is pretty impressive. I it's used like... the big, like, large-scale VR setup at um, Universal Studios Japan for the Monster Hunter thing, and it was incredible. I feel like I actually went there. Wow. But that's a lot of time we spent talking about a game that's not a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> True. 
what happens when Twilight uh, Skyward Sword gets nothing? Yeah. Talk about other things. Uh, I guess for Twilight Princess, we could also have mentioned Twilight Princess Picross. <laughs> Hell yeah, by the way. <laughs> that was, might have been, I think that might be my first Picross game. <laughs> my first Twilight Picross. Princess Picross or Pokemon Picross, which is key to have on your 3DS if you want to jailbreak it. I, I think it's Pokemon Picross. Twilight Princess Princess Picross I got free with some Nintendo Platinum points so yeah me too I believe yeah I've only played Mario Picross and it was my first Picross game and I played it in 2022 wow Uh, I enjoyed it I'm open to more Picross I guess I can um, legally get Twilight Princess Picross any way I want now Get some. I don't even know if it's still in the eShop, but the eShop closing down actually. It might be gone. Yep, that's why I can legally get it any ah, way yes. that I want. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. I guess that brings us to the Breath of the Wild. Well, that is. Which is, we've got a whole podcast on Tears of That game sequel, yep. So well, Breath of the Wild before it got yeah, before it got the full sequel, it did get um, Age of Calamity, a prequel, which I finished yesterday. <laughs> oh, nice! Oh. You yeah, got the. Yeah. I love how that game starts. I hate how that game ends. Do you? I don't mind. Yes, it. absolute fanfic wank. <laughs> I didn't care. That's that's just the Warriors games. Like I knew what I was. Yeah, in for. I know, I know, I know. But I was I hoping for like Halo for. Reach. <laughs> oh. <laughs> everybody just dies just a yeah. grim dark ending where you have your yeah, to set, set just, you up for breath of the wild right i haven't played this because i i played something like three dynasty warrior games in the early 2000s and i just decided that was enough and didn't ever go back really enjoyed this by the way it's it's yeah. um i am um, i was speaking to uh other friend of the podcast, Andrew Rice, about uh, about this enemy of the podcast. Like, enemy of the podcast, sorry. <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, oh yeah, it's, it's it's fine. It's just a campaign." But I enjoyed it so much, I got the DLC for it and played for that as well. And um, yeah, just just again, I just maybe I just really love the world, the Breath of the Wild, and spend more time with that world and its characters. Just really vibed with me. Um, it's also a really competent Warriors game. Um, one of my favourites. Really enjoyed. It feels a lot, characters. a lot more solid than the other Hyrule Warriors did. I'm, I'm sure it's like different products. I'd say yeah, Hyrule Warriors felt like just a a Zelda skin of a Warriors game. Like yeah, a little... yeah, yeah, definitely. Whereas this, uh, this really feels like it's actually in the world of. Breath of the kind of that's kind of what. Um, it's quite technical that do warriors, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that kind of feels like what they've been doing for quite a while now with their warriors spin-offs. They've been mm. really doing a good job at not just making it here's a warriors game with a skin of another game over it. It's got a lot of the DNA, like they did it with Persona. Um, I think the new fire, the Fire Emblem Three Hopes, is much the same. They've done it with Dragon Quest, or well, I don't know if that was them or if that was just Square Enix in-house, but um, they've, they've really gone good at it, and Age of Calamity mm. is very much the same. But yeah, I mean, as a if you're going in for a, oh, just, I want a really good story, a real deep dive into you know the backstory of Breath of the Wild, you're not getting that. You're <laughs> absolutely not getting that. But um, I wasn't in for that. I was in for... Fan fiction wank fest, and that's what <laughs> <laughs> I, enough, I do need to give Warriors stuff. Because <laughs> the thing, the thing was when Warriors games first started coming out, it was like, oh, PlayStation Two could just put a hundred guys and throw a hundred guys at you, which was not that was not a thing before that era of game mm-hmm. console. So I'm sure now you could get a hundred guys that are a lot smarter. The um... <laughs> or not? Uh, that's still just two hundred guys, maybe three hundred guys. Oh, you can get a hell of a lot of guys. Okay. But, so the, the, like, not, the big, they're just not going to be smart. The, the big like <laughs> fine. one of the big selling points of Age of Calamity is they have these like divine beast battles where you you you're riding the divine beast and you're using them to 
rain down hell upon like thousands of enemies but they look like ants and then as soon as they spawn in the spot the like the quote-unquote tougher enemies and i think i did an attack that killed maybe 20 of them at the same time and my switch just became a slideshow as they all like went for their dead at death animation like it just limped and crawled through it it's yeah i mean that's warriors though again you know what you're getting in for with all those games so you've got a You've got to expect that as part of the journey. Yeah. For me, I like I like these games and I like sort of fun spin-off um, Warriors games. But the... For me, the, the real joy of Warriors is when it's like actual history and real historical figures... But they're like silly, exaggerated right? X Men <laughs> yeah. nonsense versions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. So, do they do any of those for like the I American suppose. Civil War? They can did I, try to do go, a like, Joan of Arc one once. <laughs> I would love to just go and like command the Union Army and cut down like waves of Confederate soldiers, <laughs> thousands of them with I mean, an it's... elephant. In some respects, um, Age of Calamity is an exaggerated history version of uh, the actual Calamity in Breath of the Wild, so we kind of yeah, still fell <laughs> in that niche, you know? Yeah, all right. I don't remember. Um, <laughs> I don't remember Zelda getting Link's motorbike and killing thousands of enemies in one attack. <laughs> I wish you did though. <laughs> yeah. Like if if they somehow did a, a game like this with like Tears of the Kingdom made up cannon flying machine stuff, I don't know how that would work, but <laughs> that sounds pretty great. I could see a sequel. I could see another Age of Calamity coming along. Um they did another Fire Emblem Warriors after Three Houses came out, right? So Yeah. It's not out with the realms of possibility. I suppose, whilst it's not a direct direct sequel of sorts, this is Breath of the Wild. Rather, is as far as I know, I'm aware, the only Zelda to get DLC. Yeah, that's true. Like they I was just pretty, trying to think, maybe DLCs. Maybe try to Master Quest or for Ocarina of Time. I, mean, I, I guess that's DLC in a, right? from a different yeah. era, right? Like that's what yeah, expansions yeah. were back then, right? Because I don't think they they even could have put DLC on the Wii. I'm not sure. I I don't feel like anything from the Wii was capable of. They put DLC. some like there was like an issue of was it Skyward Sword or Twilight Princess? And they had there was a patch, but the only way they could do the patch was like you had to put it on an SD card or some nonsense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think they could do just like downloading DLC. Yeah, it was definitely Wii U generation onwards, right? Yeah. Yeah, Nintendo had a habit anyway, like it was early days as well, like calling DLC something different. Mm. I can't remember what they called it, but they definitely weren't saying like DLC. But yeah, they yeah, the only. The only complaint I have about the DLC for Breath of the Wild is that you unlock Hero's Path mode and then you immediately turn it on and you see everywhere you've been playing the game the whole time without the DLC. And then I was just like, wait a minute, I could have had this the whole time. (laughs) Ah. You guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm glad glad it's in the game that's default though. Yeah, me too. <clears throat> it, uh, I think the DLC boss from Breath of the Wild is better than Calamity Ganon. Uh, the DLC boss was pretty dope, yeah. I was, was literally the, um, screaming. The final monk. Monk, yeah. monk Kosha. Yeah, uh, after after getting... Uh, Jay knows his name because guy. he's just unlocked him in Age of Calamity. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's the only reason I know that character's name. <laughs> yeah, I actually um I thought maybe I would get to fight President Hudson in uh, Tears of the Kingdom, but when I actually met him he seemed sad, so I guess I won't be fighting him. 
Let's not fight him. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I kept seeing this guy holding up signs of this buff dude. I'm like, what's going on with this guy? Well, you think it was going to be like a Senator Armstrong from Metal Gear Rising? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just okay. turn a bit tarry time and he's on, the, on a Metal Gear. Well, this is the thing. Uh, I we did Breath- suggest that we think he's a mafia boss on this podcast. So. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, That's it true. felt fishy. Like, why are you sending this guy all over? The thing is, I played Breath of the Wild for 160 hours and never found Terrytown. Wow. So, yeah, that, I didn't know who the guy was. That's, uh, I suppose, a, in some ways, a triumph of the game. So <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. Um. I like heard about it later from somebody else. I was like, what? Really? You have a house? What? <laughs> so just to see us out, considering we've been through all the sequels, and I know um, uh, you, Luke, and you, Jas, haven't actually, and you as well, actually, thinking about it, Mark, although you're nearly there, you haven't finished Tears of the Kingdom yet, but do you think we'll get another Zelda sequel with Tears of the Kingdom, or are they going to move on to something new? I think something new. Yeah, they've surely done everything they possibly can. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they're go to the same well again and like make it any better than what they've done in Tears of the Kingdom. It would be what you said. They're like task. They've surely done everything. I said that after Breath of the Wild. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but I think you're right. I I I want them to do something different because i think they're I, I, gonna I want to do something different to, yeah surely after spending over a decade developing this world they'll want a a change of pace and moving on to something new yeah i'm uh, there's not a company that tends to like you said at the start of the cast mark they like to reinvent themselves mm-hmm. i'm gonna make a wild prediction and uh guess that the next zelda will involve um seven levels of depths <laughs> Like the well, entire yeah. world will be a big dungeon. I did have an idea for what the next Zelda might be. It's probably insane. Go on. I think because maybe they'll want to differentiate themselves from how over the top Tears of the Kingdom is, they'll make a very, if you bear, like, back to basics one, and it will be a remake of the original Legend of Zelda. But, like, in yeah. in 3D. As we call Maybe I don't know. So, I think that's the wild was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah but like, like Breath of the Wild still had like robots and flying and all of this. But oh, this yeah. would be much more like sword and shield back monsters. To, like, fantasy, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they'll they'll try and like go back to just like very pure fantasy. I Maybe think they'll... Um, the next Zelda is going to be uh, a new, not like a remake like Bre- 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 like Between Worlds was, but a brand new two D Zelda. I think they're going to do that to... Oh, yeah, they'll probably be... Mm. I, I see, I'd bridge the gap first, yeah. I'd love that. I don't count that as the quote-unquote next Zelda, but yeah, we probably will you're have not one three, You're not going to get a 3D one for another, like, 10 years. Let's be yeah. honest. Maybe they'll make one where yeah, you like start out six. as Child Link. You start out as True. Child Link, and then by the time you're finished with the game... If you finish the game in 100 hours, you're an Adult Link by then, but if you take too long, then you age out. And you can't you do you it. And then oh no! Are they hiring Kojima to make the? You next have to use Zelda? a gun. <laughs> no, no, you age out and then you become Tingle instead of like. Yes, <laughs> yes, you become That's the bad tingle. ending. <laughs> or the good yeah. ending. You, you decide. <laughs> Tingle's Rosy Rupee Land Three. Yeah, you play the Tingle Rosy Rupee Land if you take too long, and then another link comes and gets stuff from you. But you have to just like and sell you, things you to could have seen what you could have been instead yeah. you're just stuck there forever <laughs> commentary on life the tingle <laughs> you either uh, die link or you live long enough to become tingle yeah we've got no idea when we're going to release this the plan is just to have it in the bank in case we like ever get behind on recordings yeah. So um, with this having can... no specific release date, do you have anything you want to plug? Oh, uh, I don't know. Check out Films and Filth the Citizen Kane Podcasting. If you're uh, checking out the film festival circuit, I scored a film called Content the Lo-Fi Man that's playing all over the world. Maybe you see it in a film festival. Go to it. Don't know. I don't even know what dates that's playing, but, you know. There you go. 
it's actually something to plug beyond us plugging our own podcasts. <laughs> so that, was, that makes a change. <laughs> I'm writing on my past accomplishments because I finished that like a year ago. But... It's 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 something that isn't a podcast on the podcast <laughs> podcast is network. So I mean, yeah, check out films and filth. The citizen. I already said that, didn't I? You did. <laughs> yeah, there no, you, you go. You got your you got your court mandated plug in. You're fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, check out. I don't know. Go play Minish Cap. And uh, Jas, do you have any sage words of advice for us this week? Yes, I was going to say, like, since we've been talking about sequels this whole time, I'll leave it in the, the wise words of Robert De Niro. And if we do a sequel, I want to beat somebody's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Catch us next time. Bye. Cheerio. Yep.